Ni hao. Welcome back to the Panda Cup Stories podcast. Stories told in Mandarin Chinese and English. Shoxian, firstly, I apologize for this episode coming later than usual. I've been wrapping up the school year. We had our pre-K and kindergarten graduation last week. Now it's summer and I have a bit more time to work on my creative projects. So if you're listening to this on your podcast app, I'll be posting new episodes every Sincilio, every Saturday. All right, this is episode nine of our season one, Chinese Myths and Legends. So in our last episode, a mysterious old woman had just invited May to dinner. Is this kindly seeming grandmother figure friend or foe? We find out today with part three of Pearl, a Chinese mermaid story. Chapter 6, Di Liu Zhang, Deciding to Stay, Jue Ding Liu Xia. The old woman lived alone. Mei followed her to a small hut perched at the water's edge. It stood on strong bamboo legs, all but floating over the sea waves that lapped below. The roof was thatched, a mix of palm fronds and straw. A single blue curtain hung over the door. It flapped gently in the breeze. Lifting the curtain, the old woman entered the hut, came first. Mind your step, she called over her shoulder before easing herself inside. May followed, listening to the sound of water below. Dinner was a simple affair. Wooden chopsticks waited patiently beside two bowls of warm, fragrant rice. Lightly fried squares of turnip cakes, lobagal, savory and sweet, melted in the mouth. Leaves of green, lightly steamed and drizzled with soy sauce, burst upon May's tongue. Oh, how wonderful, she cried, after taking her first bite of wobagal. I've never tasted anything like it. The old woman's crinkled lips curved into a smile. For just a moment, her eyes seemed to change from milky white to a chestnut brown. The good earth provides, was her simple reply. That night, the old woman with snow-colored hair filled May's stomach with good, simple food. She fed May also with village tales, regaling her with the stories of gods and goddesses of the skies and sea. There was the beautiful Chang'e, who lived on the moon with only a white rabbit for company. Night after night she waited in her quiet palace of woven moonbeams, longing for the day when she could return to Earth. How lonely Chang'e must be up there, May thought to herself before taking another mouthful of rice. The moon is even further from land than the sea. Hi. Chang'e's life is a lonely one indeed, sighed the old woman, as if she had read May's mind. 
But loneliness can happen when one seeks immortality, which reminds me of another story. Here, the old woman paused. Ah, listen to me prattle on, she said, eyes crinkling into a smile. But I do love a good story. She finished with a laugh. How queer, May silently mused. Her laugh just then sounded almost like a child's. Oh, so do I, May replied. I love stories too. Please tell me another. And so the old woman spoke on, telling May the story of Sun Wukong, a proud and mischievous monkey king who wreaked havoc in the heavens before redeeming himself in a long and winding journey to the west. As the old woman continued her tales, May ate and May listened. And as May's stomach filled, so too did her heart. When the food was gone and the stories were told, the old woman looked straight into May's sea storm eyes. I could use an extra pair of hands around here, the old woman said, patting the back of May's soft hands with her own gnarled ones. Would you consider staying here with me? Oh, yes, May cried. So it was with a full stomach and a full heart that May decided to stay. Alright, before the next chapter, a language note for all of you Shuangyu bilingual superstars. If you are listening to this episode to practice English listening comprehension, Awesome. Um, full bilingual transcripts are available on the pandacubstories.com website if you want to read along. I'll link um, today's specific episode in the show notes below for easy access. And remember, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or probably any um, podcast player, you can also adjust the audio speed to suit your preference. Faster, slower, up to you. All right, let's continue today's story. Chapter 7, Di Qijang, The Fisherman, Yi Ming. May stayed and she learned. She learned that when summer came, waves of heat and humidity washed over the land. She learned to plait her long flowing tresses into twin braids, keeping them off her neck when the days got hot. May learned to make tang, a different broth for every ailment, spicy ginger root for health, red orange gojis for vitality. Her clever fingers learned to shape crescent-shaped dumplings, and those clever fingers also learned how to sew. Fingers dancing, May's needle was a paintbrush, deftly embroidering colored thread onto a canvas of cloth. May embroidered what she saw, soft pink lotuses floating on a turquoise lake, white cranes with widespread wings about to take flight. With each passing day, more and more scenes appeared beneath May's busy fingers. Each day, May gazed towards the rising sun, never forgetting that first time she saw it kiss the sky awake. Each morning she rose and went to the water's edge, 
hair in twin braids, to look out at the sea. Her eight bracelets jingled on her wrist. As the days glided by, May began to look at the fishing boats. She watched the fishermen cast and draw their nets, watched them move in rhythm with the sea. 这一天 this day, May gazed at a particular someone. He wasn't one for words. 他不善言辞 As the other fishermen prepared to cast off, they tossed between them words and jokes. He was quiet. He untied his boat with steady hands. May watched as he pushed out to sea, a single bamboo shaft gripped in his palm. May kept watch as his boat shrank, smaller and smaller, towards a brightening sky. May rose earlier every morning to watch the young fisherman push out to shore. Never once did he look her way. His world seemed to consist only of ropes. Knots, his boat, and the sea. As May watched his boat disappear toward the horizon, she drew a deep breath of cool, sweet air. The day was still waking, and the heat had not yet come. There was a sweet sort of tightness in her chest, not entirely unpleasant. A soft breeze ruffled her hair. The bangles at her wrist sang. The rose-colored pearl lay, warm and cool, against her skin. Chapter Eight, 第八章 the rose carp, 玫瑰色的鲤鱼 One morning, as she watched him push off towards the sea, May had a thought: I will go with him. And 为什么不呢 And why not? She knew the sea as well as he, and with that thought swimming circlets in her mind, she turned and walked away from the dock, a light spring to her step. She walked along the beach, heading towards where the seashore met a coastal mountain range. Soon she reached a cluster of rocks which rested at the foot of a mountain ridge. The opening to the cave was almost completely hidden by jutting rocks and a curtain of hanging ivy. Sweeping the ivy aside, May entered through a narrow entrance, coming through to the other side. Shandong 大极了 The cave was enormous. Part of the ceiling opened toward the sky. And shafts of sunlight streamed through onto a crystalline pool. May smiled to herself. She knew this place well, though it was the first time she'd come through by land. The pool at the center of the cave led straight to the sea. May had discovered this cave many years ago. One night, she had swum close to shore, hoping to hear more of the songs the villagers sang. It was then that she discovered the underwater pathway that led her to this cave. Since then, she had often visited her secret alcove to bathe in moonlight that streamed down from the sky, and to soak in the cheerful sounds that drifted from the nearby fishing village. How different the cave looked in sunlight! The water, 
which at night had been the deepest shade of midnight blue and glittering with reflected stars, was now turquoise and smooth. Hidden from view, May unplaited her hair, letting the black tresses shimmer to her feet. She shed her linen clothes, leaving them neatly folded upon a dry patch of rock. She came to the edge of the pool and stepped nimbly into the water. May wiggled her toes, delighting at the delicious coolness lapping at her ankles. She continued to wade in until she was waist deep. With a single index finger, she tapped the surface of the turquoise water. 一下 once, 两下 twice, 三下 thrice. The bangles on her wrist clinked with each movement, and in one sleek movement, May slid beneath the water. In the next moment, she was no longer there. Where May had been was a rose-colored carp, swimming in happy circles. It looped figure-eight patterns, clearly enjoying the feeling of flight through water. May savored the silken feeling of water against her shining scales, which flashed gold and white from rays of filtered sunlight. The rose carp did a few more turns, then, with a flick of her tail, May swam towards the depths of the pool, heading to the sea. All right, y'all. That's our story for the week. Who is this quiet young fisherman May has gone to meet? And is it a great idea for her to go meet him in well fish form? I mean, he is a fisherman. Well, we'll find out in the next episode. We'll be back next Saturday with part four of Pearl. Subscribe to follow along. And as always, if you like our stories and want to support us. The best way to do it right now is to help us grow our audience, which means that any ratings or comments you leave on iTunes will help us reach a bigger following. So, xiexie, thank you again, and xiexie. See you next time. This episode was written and produced by Linda Yi. Chinese translations were provided by Zoe Lim. Story inspiration. The first version of Pearl was a novella I wrote back in 2014 during a summer spent in Zhuhai, China. It is inspired by the local legend of Zhuhai Yunyu, the fisher maiden of Zhuhai.